VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, Colin, it's uh, it's Thursday afternoon. Missouri's about to take on the mighty bye. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're getting a tough break in Vegas there too. I think they're up. They're favored by three so far. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it is actually a good week for a buy for Missouri. There was a bit of news. You wouldn't expect news during this sort of off period in the doldrums sure. of a shit season. But uh, sure enough, we have the news that Matty Mock has returned. Uh, the prodigal son returns. That's right. Back from the grave, Matty Mock will join the team, has been in practices reportedly. And well, good news, Brisbane, and I guess we'll get lots of answers then about what's going on and what's been happening, and I'm sure Gary Pinkle... And both Mock himself will be much more forthcoming with information sure. now that this is all behind us. With the situation obviously changed, there's no choice yeah. but to speak sure. about it and, and be upfront, yeah. one would think. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yesterday there was the SEC Coaches Conference call, and a lot of the media were disappointed that uh, Pinkle only used up four of his allotted ten minutes during that call to discuss or not discuss the issues regarding the quarterback situation. So we're left basically where we were before. Yep. Uh, Pinkle is uh, getting very adept at uh, showing the press his middle finger when asked just about any question. Yes, indeed. I um, it, it, I can't help but wonder, though, what is going to happen next Thursday. Will Drew Locke continue to be the Missouri starter, or are we going to have more of the, the mock show? Regardless, hear that? Hot lock, mock talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Do you think Drew Locke's going to hold his job or what? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I feel like in practice, where they're not going up against like real competition, Drew Locke will certainly look like the better quarterback. But under game circumstances, when the line's completely breaking down at every turn, that Mock may actually be a better quarterback given the circumstances. But again, I, I mentioned it in our weekend show that uh, Mock is certainly going to bring more rushing yards to the table, though I, he's also going to bring turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, really, right now, Locke is so ineffective that I'm not even I'm not upset that if they would play Mock, but I just don't want people to get their hopes up that anything changes with Mock. Uh, right. I mean, the way it looks to me is, in one hand, you have to deal with a, a steaming pile of sick dogs' vomit. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, you have a really hard, smelly old cat turd, mm-hmm. and those are your two choices. Tough. Yeah, and I don't know which one you go with. It takes a $4 million coach like Gary Pinkle to make those kind of decisions. That's a dilly of a pickle. It sure is. Well, I'll tell you what, Colin, to talk about it, we've got David Morrison from the Columbia Daily Tribune who has written an article about the reinstatement of Matty Mock and uh, talked to him a little bit about uh, what it means for this season. You know, we, we had a really popular segment last week when we brought in punter Corey Fatoni, so I thought we'd bring him back and uh, answer some listener questions. You know, he's got a lot of yeah, fans. Yeah, well, ask Corey. Yeah, so Corey's got a lot of fans out there, and so it's a nice opportunity to get him in touch directly with the people, the the fans that he loves and love him back so much. Yeah, I mean, with uh, Gary Pinkle and the football program on the whole kind of holding everybody at arm's length as far as information and, and accessibility goes, it's nice of Corey to come on the show and, and just kind of bring a more human touch uh, to this football program. It is a it is a real counterbalance. Anyway, sure. you want to get into it now and start the show? Let's do that. All right. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you. 
don't get no better than this, man. Back in the game, Shane Ray. And look at what he just did. Touchdown, Missouri. This is the Mazzotcast. With us now from the Columbia Daily Tribune, David Morrison, uh, beat writer for the Tigers. Thanks for joining us, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, read in a paper this week, you talked a little bit about the reinstatement of Matty Mock. And, uh, of course, with the Tigers season going down in the dumps, we're even getting tired of listening to ourselves complain about the offense, the offensive line, and all the struggles. So, this reinstatement really provided a new shot in the arm of things to discuss it looked like in your piece that you'd done some digging into the uh, the email string between Pinkle and Chad Moeller, trying to get to the bottom of the whole mock situation. What do we know now that we didn't know before the reinstatement about what the nature of Matty Mock's suspension was or, or why he was reinstated? Um, I mean, nothing really, uh, because you know anything interesting in those emails would have been redacted under FERPA, you know, under the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. Um, so, I mean, I, I, did, I did that records request kind of knowing full well that I wasn't going to, you know, get the bombshell or anything like that um, yeah. out of the email. So what, what I was most interested in finding is whether, um, you know, they knew about the suspension before they put down the media practice ban on Monday um, before the suspension you know, before the suspension hit, because, you know, the, in, the, in the email out saying that you know, that the media was no longer allowed to go to practice it because there was a lack of general interest from the media, and then also to protect the competitive interest of the team, and it seemed very fishy, especially uh, with what we knew the next day about Matty Mock getting suspended, the timing of it. So, I mean, I was, I was hoping to kind of uh, connect the dots between uh, you know, cause and effect there. Um, and, and I don't think, I didn't get the email that said that either, but I think there's a lot of inferences you can make about the timing and the fact that, you know, Tuesday morning, at least there was a big redacted uh, kind of talking point in uh, Chad Muller's email to Gary Pinkle and things like that. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I was hoping to accomplish and came up short of that, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think at this point, I really don't know that much more about uh, what caused the suspension or, um, you know, what caused Maddie's reinstatement than we did when it first happened. I mean, when, when it did first happen, you know, there I had heard that it was going to be something that was going to be reevaluated during the bye weeks. So I think this was kind of in the plan all along. I mean, I don't know if, you know, Drew Locke's struggles and the offense struggles had anything more to do with Maddie being, you know, more gratefully accepted back into the fold than maybe he would have been if Drew Locke was 4-0 as a starter throwing for 300 yards a week, but, you know, Gary people not going to go there, so I don't know that, uh, you know, we'll ever fully know the answer to that. You know, I have detected, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, you know, that the, with the season we've had, the fans turn on the coaches, they turn on the players, and to a degree they've even turned on the media, and there's been a lot of at least on Twitter, calls for why don't we know more? Why isn't there more digging and that sort of thing? And then 
yesterday's uh, SEC conference call with Coach Pinkle, it seemed to me to be somewhat of a turning point. Uh, it was shorter than anticipated. I think he was only on the phone for four minutes. And then I don't know if you've read Joe Strauss's piece in the Post-Dispatch today. To me, it appears to be the most scathing critique of Pinkle's handling of the season to date, particularly the mock suspension. And he he mentioned the, the disciplinary measure coming right before the close practice and, and called the lack of interest by the media rubbish. D- do you... Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Feel like fan pressure in, in a way, so I guess, sort of that the team does. People start turning on each other. And do you think it has an impact on, on coverage? And do you think that the media is getting tired of sort of no, no answers from the program? I know that's a loaded question. Well, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know obviously we'd, we'd like for them to be more forthcoming than they are. But, I mean, obviously they feel like they've got their own interest to protect, so we know that's always a give and take. I mean, the thing that's kind of struck me about this is, you know, I feel like there's a different way they could have handled this that would have made this less of a story or tamped down all the, the rampant speculation that's going on because, you know, when somebody goes on a message board and, and writes whatever they want about Maddie Mock behind, you know, a pseudonym, it's not a media member that's going on there and putting these stories out there. <laughs> Right. Fans were hearing it from fans who are hearing it just in sixth hand and to where, you know, if if Missouri had been a little more proactive or a little more forthcoming in some of the some of what they did, maybe the speculation wouldn't be quite so rampant. I mean I I thought, I get, you know, them wanting to protect the reason why Maddie was suspended. I mean, I, I understand that totally. It's just the things that are falling under Gary Tinkle's definition of discipline or personal and not going to talk about that are, are kind of ridiculous at times. I mean, he wouldn't confirm whether or not he had spoken to Matty Mock during the suspension because there was a personal issue. Well, if you say that, then all of a sudden fans start thinking, well, what does that mean? Does that mean Matty's not talking to Coach Pinkle? Does it mean Matty's not in the country? Does it mean Matty's, you know, in a locked cell somewhere? I mean, so it, I just think that particular, or the way they've been handling this, I don't know if I mean, Obviously, it frustrates the media because we want to know more, and it probably frustrates the fan base too because, you know, then they get frustrated at the coaches, they get frustrated at us for not publishing rampant speculation. Right. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's only a handful of people that are reliable sources in this matter as far as to what Maddie did, so we're not going to take it from, you know, a third or fourth hand person. Right. Um, I don't know. It just, it just seems like. Suspensions and not 
being forthcoming about anything to this point. It's just, it's just kind of all snowballed, I think. You know, we talked to Howard Richards last week, and he suggested, similarly to what you did, that if the university had released a, a press release with some of the details, what they could say and what they couldn't, a little bit to pacify people, and then at that point, Gary Pinkle said, we've stated what the issue is, we're not going to talk about it anymore, that would have gone a long way to tamping down that speculation, as you suggested. And, and I really don't understand why there isn't anything like that or hasn't been, you know, because the speculation has been insane, you know, and it's a lot of it's been consistent, but it's completely baseless. So here we are, you know, four games left in the season. We've got two quarterbacks. Nobody knows who's going to play. Nobody knows what who did what. Do you have any speculation, I guess, as to, to who might be the starter on next Thursday? Um, I mean, I've, I've also heard multiple things about that. You know, I've heard that Maddie and Drew are going to have started this week. Even on the depth chart, I've heard that Maddie's going to have to earn his spot through practice. I mean, I would think that they would default towards having Maddie earn his practice. I mean, I don't think they just kind of put him back at the top of the depth chart without any caveats and say, well, this is your job. You know, you had it before. We suspended you for some reason, and now you had it back. Um, so, I mean, it's not kind of gut feeling. I would think that Drew Locke would have been that trap. He needs to be a starter just because, you know, really ever since Maddie got suspended, I kind of thought that, you know, the flip had been switched at that point and there was no going back. You know, even if Maddie Mott got reinstated, he wouldn't play again just because, you know, they've started the future now with, with Drew Locke. Um, I don't kind of feel that way. Maybe I'm a little less confident in that because of the struggles that Drew Locke had and maybe they think they want to kind of protect him bodily and mentally from, from taking a beating these last four weeks of the season. But I still feel like, you know, it might do a lot more harm than good if they just up and bench him after four weeks. And, uh, I mean, they can't really frame it as anything but a performance benching. So, yeah. I, I think my gut is still that Drew Locke is going to be the starter. I mean, I, they might try to find a way to get Patty on the field here and there. He has a good couple or a week and a half of practice. Or, I mean, if he blows Drew out of the water during practice, then maybe they do go back to him. But I think it would take a, a lot for him to be the starter at Mississippi State. I agree. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine a guy who sat out of a competition for four weeks being sharp enough to start anyway, regardless of the fact that he wasn't playing very well when he got benched um, due to the disciplinary action. Granted, Drew Locke's not playing well either, but it's not like one is you know shining high above the other, and it's an obvious decision. So, yeah, I think it could do some harm to Drew Locke as well. I mean, just from a mental standpoint to say, well, you had your shot, kid, now it's over. Yeah, right. So, anyway, it's a lot going on for a bye week for Missouri. They need two more wins to get bowl eligible, which is the most they can accomplish at this point. Do you see two wins in the schedule? You know, it's, that's a, it's a tough question for me because I feel like, I think long answer, or short answer is no, but I think long answer is yes. Because, I mean, short answer is the way they're playing right now, I don't think they can beat anybody. Like, they could probably beat and they could probably beat that FCS team if they had them on the schedule right now. But the way the offense has been going, I mean, how do you win if you don't score? So, I mean, the, the way they're playing right now, no, I don't see two more wins on the schedule. But the long answer now, I mean, the defense has played well enough to keep them in virtually every game. I mean, even the Florida game, which is 21-3, to it was really 14-3 to before Drew Locke threw a pick six, so that wasn't a defensive fault. So, I mean, the defense is good enough to keep them in every game. Uh, I mean, and if the, the, the schedule going down the stretch isn't, I mean, it's not a bunch of world beaters. I think Mississippi State is the best team they'll face. They're on a bit of a tier right now because they just, you know, beat Craig and Kentucky, Missouri. But, I mean, BYU, I mean, 
I don't think that's a definite loss. Tennessee and Arkansas, they both find very creative ways to lose games that are close down the set. So, I mean, if Missouri's in three or four of them in the fourth quarter, say they won't find a way to lose to Missouri, you know? So, I think the, the way they're playing right now, I don't see them getting any more wins. But then again, if the offense can figure something out, if they can put a touchdown drive or two together in some of these games, or defense keeps playing as well as it's been playing, I mean, who's to say? I mean, it's not like you look at the Tennessee game and you're like, oh, wow, Tennessee's been dominating people. There's no way Missouri's going to win. I mean, <laughs> there's no team left on the schedule, really, where you look at it and say, like, wow, Missouri has no shot against this team. So, I mean, I guess that's a, a long, convoluted, double talk answer to your question, but I mean, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, so gamblers will not be able to take any solace from the answers you've provided. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, David. It's it's an interesting week, and and, uh, enjoy your work at Columbia Daily Tribune. And thanks again. I appreciate it. As this is a bye week, we have to uh, fill time with something, I guess, a little unusual. So we brought back our most popular guest to date, Corey Fatoni, our freshman punter, to uh, to answer questions from his fans and uh, give advice. You know, he's a he's a he's a young guy, but he's a old soul. So uh, Corey, I got thanks. sage wisdom. That's right. Thanks for thanks for being with us again on the show, Corey. And uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Thanks for uh, answering questions from from your fans. Hey, oh, what's what's the problem? No problem, huh? You know, I got time. Yeah, sure. It's the well, bye week. You know, what else am I gonna do, huh? That's right. Uh, I mean, practice your running games. The only thing I can think of. Hey, how about that, right? Huh? <laughs> Nobody knew old Corey could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive. Forget about it, though. You know, it's uh, it's a great run, but you know. Ask Tyler Hunt. That doesn't get you on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough. True enough. Well, Corey, here we go. Ask Corey. Our first question comes to us from uh, David from Kirkwood, Missouri. He says, uh, "Hello, David." He says, uh, "Hey, Corey. I think my girlfriend is cheating on me. A guy from her work keeps texting her, and she keeps deleting them. What should I do?" Well, here's what you do. You call your uncle, your brother your father, uh, somebody close to you. You, you, you meet them and you grab your baseball bats and you, fl- you go to this man's house and you, and you hit him about the knees and possibly the neck until he leaves your wife alone. Next question. Okay. Well, thanks, Corey. That's, that's good advice. Sherry from Lee Summit. Hi, Corey. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years, but he won't commit. How do I get him to take me serious so I can get that ring? That's a loaded question there. I don't know. Um, I guess I'd have to know a few things. I mean, how many times a week are you making him pasta? You know, foot massages, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, are, are you getting after him when he doesn't come home, you know, for three or four days gambling? I mean, uh, are you riding his ass, basically, you know? Because uh, you got to give him his freedom, you know? You don't, can't expect him to be home every night. You can't expect him, you know, to tell you all his secrets, to tell you who he's sleeping with, and you know, who, how much he's gambling. Mm-hmm. It's these are these things are these things are a man's domain and a sweet, you know, uh, you know, sweetie, they're just not for you. So I would look to, you know, I'd look in the mirror. Don't look at him. Look in the mirror. It's probably something you're doing. You know, are you keeping it tight? I, I feel like you know, there's too many women now who like to keep the top three, four buttons on the blouses closed for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. 
you know, what do you expect? You're gonna you're gonna die alone. You die old. Sure, that's that's good stuff, Corey. Uh, next question, Mark in Columbia, Missouri. Hey, Corey, big fan. My econ professor is such a bitch. She keeps giving me D's. How can I get on her good side and get her to ease up? Well, that's a good question. You know, uh, I like to. I mean, I, I would. First question I would ask you is how much cologne are you wearing? Probably not nearly enough. Have you showed her how much chest hair you have? You know, I mean, that typically I like to. I like to pop the top button. Let's see a little bit of manliness down there. Maybe a, you know, my gold medallion, my St. Michael's uh, necklace. You know, show it a goods. You know what I mean? Skin to win. Sure. Sometimes these ice princesses, you just need a little slap on the hiney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you think that could help with his grades? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Well, final question, Corey, comes to us from uh, Jim in Moberly. He says, "Dear Corey." I'm a janitor at the local school. My job is to clean up after someone else makes a mess, which is supposed to be infrequently. Recently, the people at the school have been a mess a lot, so I get out there and I clean up everyone's messes. What are your tips for dealing with extra work hours for constantly having to clean up other people's messes? (laughs) I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Corey relates, for sure, for sure. I mean, not only am I having to flip the feet constantly... I'm also the uh, lead in Russia, so you know, Corey feels your pain. You know, you know, truthfully, it's a double-edged sword because you know if people don't make a mess, then you don't get to clean up. What's where you don't have a job, you know. So that's kind of the way I feel on the football field. You know, how I mean, Lord knows I get plenty of opportunities to show everybody just how wonderful I am, and I can only uh, thank uh, Coach Pinkle and especially Coach Henson for that opportunity. An opportunity to show everyone what a great janitor you are, or punter in this case. Sure. I can see the overlap there. Well, Corey, those are the fan questions I have for you this week. Is that I, it? That's all we got right now. All right. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you, I nailed all of those. Yeah, I those think you've helped, a, you've helped a lot of people out. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, tell me, what, what what's the uh, practice field looking like? I hear that uh, Matty Mock's back and uh, joined the yeah, team. Yeah, that fucking knucklehead. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a deal. I'll tell you what, you know, you want to... He's one of those guys, you want to stay away from him from those pot. I mean, but you go out, you spend a night with that guy, you won't forget it. You know, you may, you may get arrested, you may not live through it. But you, you, one thing you will remember, you'll come away with a story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can imagine so, yeah. He's, I, the, I mean, I, I could tell you about my recruiting trip. It would be, uh, it would be unwise, but uh, <laughs> a lot of fun with that guy. Sure, sure. Well, we'll let you get back to it. We know we've got a lot of uh, rushing plays to, to practice. and. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> things of that nature uh will you join us again absolutely i love this segment i love helping people it's what i do yeah absolutely all right Corey. thanks again and we'll talk to you maybe next week Up Siciliano, all you calabrese do the mumbo like a crazy with a mumbo. Don't want a tarantella, mumbo. No more mozzarella, mumbo. Mumbo Italiano, try an enchilada with the fish bacala. First and foremost, you're not going to return your call as quickly as you can, but. My name is Tyler. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm going to call in some other time. And, you know, we should really get dialogue going. You got some fucking shit shows going on your show right now. And I can really bump you up. I want to get you to the next level. Do you want to go to the next level?
I thought so. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. So there you go, Colin. David Morrison basically doesn't have any news to report, but but it is interesting to hear that you know digging around, it's it's difficult for those guys in the paper to try to get to the bottom of what's going on, knowing about all the news or all the I guess rumors swirling, but but also knowing to get legitimate sources. There's just there are limited supply, and there's not much you can do. Your hands are somewhat tied, and it's a it's a good perspective i guess on the frustrating non-news we have from the from the athletes yeah it's, it's a much it's a much needed perspective because i feel like uh there's some of the uh newspaper scribes out there and, and people in the press who don't even want to acknowledge that there's an issue or a problem with not getting any answers i mean and what i mean by that is you know the, the fans obviously get frustrated with those guys because they don't feel like they're digging into the story and you can tell that david morrison has dug in but there's only that there's only so many credible sources you can go with and if those credible sources aren't going to provide you with the information then you really can't report it and that's an answer everybody can accept um more than you know the the eye roll or the you know the righteous indignation that you get from some members of the press when they don't when they don't want to answer your question or roll their eyes at the the thought of answering your question. Todd Palmer from the Kansas City Star specifically stands out in my mind as somebody who seems to have disdain for his own readers, you know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, you know, he he made an argument to someone, I think it was yesterday when the, the mock information was coming out, that basically we don't have a right to know. You know, it's not our, it's not public information and we don't have a right to know. And uh, Matty Mock is a 22-year-old kid, and I'll say that word again, 22-year-old kid. And he's made a mistake, and you know everybody can get fucked as far as an answer is concerned. But that is not that is not the position I want my uh, beat reporter to take. <laughs> I don't know about you, Brennan. No, I mean it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean your job is to report what's going on, and if there's something going on, it stands to be reported. So it seems pretty simple to me. But anyway, it's 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 interesting. You know where we sit now is we've got Maddie Mock with the program practicing nobody knows what he did why he's back if he's going to start if he's going to play and there's really it's there's this brick wall between what's happening on the field and what we know about and you know and colin we talked about it off air when the program's doing well there is no expectation from pinkle or his staff to to report anything to anybody and uh but now we're not doing well and uh and there are expectations, and you you got to accept that as part of the gig. You know, it's just you can't only accept the good times. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I I know that our the members of the Mizzou press corps feel it more acutely than even we do, and that is that every answer or every question they seem to ask Pinkle seems to garner the answer of "fuck yourself." Mm-hmm. And I know he's not saying that, but when he regurgitates these platitudes and these same non-answers over and over again, he might as well be saying "fuck yourself." Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's it's the equivalent in my mind. And at some point when your team is losing football games to Vanderbilt, people are not as forgiving of that attitude. Right. And, you know, I we saw that in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch where uh, Joe Strauss finally kind of, I think, articulated what so many people were feeling with Gary Pinkle in this program and their constant non-answers and double standards and whatnot. And nobody's going to call out Gary Pinkle in an article like that if they're getting the information they want. Mm-hmm. But when your answer again is constantly, you know, suck an egg, the press has got to find something to write about. So they're going to write about you and being standoffish and being curt and being sullen and being rude and, and not providing any information. They'll make up stories, you know, or I shouldn't say make them up, but 
You'll find look for content it. if you won't if you won't provide it. Well, and there come there comes to be a point where you've gone too far with it. You've, you've pushed too far. I mean, obviously, people like us, people in the fan base, are quick to turn on the coaches or the players for this doing this wrong or doing that wrong, and then we'll turn on the media too. Like, oh, we want to hear this. Why are we not hearing it? But at some point, the media themselves, the mainstream media, are going to say, "Look, we've had enough. Our job is to report. You give us nothing. You give us no reason." to to ride your coattails like if you're not going to give us anything we're going to we're going to do this out on our own and you may not like the way we choose to do it well yeah i mean and listen we know why joe strauss wrote this i mean i feel like this is this was probably uh shadow pinned by a little bit by dave matter i mean dave matter's the beat reporter and he can't go out on a limb and, and kind of chastise pinkle but he's the guy that follows the tigers and i can't help but think that a lot of this information is you know like I said, silently pinned from behind by Matter, because you got to—he's got to be frustrated. I mean, I, Dave Matter is not one of my favorites, but goddamn, <laughs> I mean, if your if your job is to follow this team right now, zero information. I mean, even when Matty Malt comes back, the, the party line is you know say zero information and and love it or leave it. And if if Perry Pinkle is trying to teach these kids accountability, mm-hmm. you know. He's not doing a great job of it by not being accountable because, like I said, it's not really accountable when you refuse to answer any questions, especially about anything that would be deemed negative. Well, the other thing that comes, Colin, is that, you know, we got less than 10 days until our next game, uh, Thursday night game against Mississippi State, and we're not talking a lick about it. We're talking about the Matty Mock situation and the, and, the, and the Gary Pinkle's relationship with the media, you know, and they can put that to bed just by bucking up, putting their big boy pants on, and addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah, I mean, we're not even talking about why we expect this Missouri team to lose so handily at the hands of Mississippi State. You know, first on that list being the offensive line, second on that list probably being, oh, let's say the wide receivers, then third the running game, then fourth the quarterbacks. I mean, there's the list goes on and on. They're all offensive, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're all problems. Right. You, you know, know I had a uh, a theory posited to me today, Brennan, that makes a little bit of sense. Okay. Um, that uh, part of the reason that we're starting to see the struggles as this season in particular is that this season kind of equates to the first year that Gary Pinkle had to start recruiting within the SEC circuit instead of the Big 12 circuit. Right. Like, you know, he pulling out of that area and into a new area, and there's going to be a little bit of drop-off there. And it was also positive to me that this also coincides with Gary Pinkle getting divorced and porking weather girls instead of recruiting. Well, like there was there was maybe a, like a, maybe just a little bit of less recruiting, a little more weather girl porking going on when these linemen were being recruited. Well, I certainly haven't read anything about that, Colin. No, no, I don't think it's a story that you're going to see KB Armin or or Dave Matter put out there, but the person that that posited that to me said it's it's kind of a very well-known, like, kept secret amongst the the in-crowd around the program is that, yeah, there was a time when Gary Pinkle's marriage came off the, the rails, and Gary was looking to tag some sweet, sweet ass. He was crushing pussy left, right, and center. And maybe that distracted him from his his responsibilities as a football coach, at least momentarily. You know, that, I, you know that sounds like speculation too. I can't verify it, but I'm glad to hear <laughs> glad to hear he was at least crushing it. <laughs> well, you know what? In all honesty, you know, we do the podcast because um, we enjoy the, the the football and stuff. And I never I never really felt like we were a necessity. You know, like we were no. just, just something we did for fun. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it is times like this that I feel like the Mazodcast and ourselves have a place in this universe yeah, right. just for this reason you know what i mean like 
we, we joke about the Gary Pinkle situation, but there is that that is chatter that is happening. And right. While the newspapers cannot report that, you know, we can. Yeah. And it's it's just because they can't report it doesn't make it irrelevant. Right. Um, That's very and true. Is, and the same the same goes with the rumors with Maddie Malkin. Mean, the newspapers are not going to be able to tell you what the rumor is. And we've never said it was anything but a rumor. But right. you know, the rumor is it's drugs. The rumor is it's cocaine. And, yeah. You know, Selling and using. Yes, that's and the that rumor. is the rumor, and we can't say that it's true, but we can tell you that that's what, what's being bantied about, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a place for that, and there's certainly a place for us to call out the press, or to call out the coaches, or to call out the players, or even ourselves, when things aren't going the way we want, because, and, and Mizzou, the Mizzou universe needs that, I feel well, like. and they I need think, us, Britain. Yeah, they do, <laughs> we're, we're, we're needed. We, we're there's heroes. A, there's a there's a vacuum and a hole without us, is what you're saying. And I believe there is. I, I do think, Colin, that there is an attitude among certain people, and uh, certainly more people in the public eye, that it's impossible to have criticism and critique for the program, and then when we win, still celebrate with them, which I compl- think is complete garbage. You, I think that you don't have to be completely positive all the time or completely negative. You can, you're a human being, you're an adult, and you can have a complex array of emotions around the football team that you support. And when they, if they were to go out and beat Mississippi State and put Dak Prescott's face in the muck, I would cheer top of my lungs. And if sure. they were to fall on their ass and look like shit again, I would be mad at them, and I would say it. And I don't think it's it's irrelevant, or or if I don't think it's a bad place to be to have an array of emotions and not pretend to be happy all the time or pretend to be angry all the time. It's you can be all those things. You're a human being, you know. You almost it's a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, I, the 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 landscape has just become a little too PC. You it, know what I mean? Yeah, it, it has. The, and I understand the beat writers especially have a relationship they have to maintain with this program. But, right, it's understandable. I mean, the, when, it, when it comes to the Matty Mock situation or Gary Pinkle's standoffish nature or, or the, just the, the way that this football team is playing right now, there seems to be a real trepidation about going negative. Right. You know, and my, my point is, is that isn't that you should be positive or you should be negative. You should be reporting the news. Right. And if you want to editorialize a little bit on top of that, that's fine. But you can't you can't ignore certain portions of a story because they're negative or right. they don't shine positively on the program. You know, and I feel like there's a little too much of that right now. There's a little too much Pollyanna and not enough just fair and balanced reporting, so to speak. There's a yin and a yang to life, and if you only pretend like one exists, then you're you're doing yourself a disservice by ignoring half of what life brings you. Yeah, that's you know I'm pretty deep deep thinker. Well, and like I said, it, I know we joke, but that's the reason I feel. I mean, you know, more than anything now, I feel like we offer maybe that that perspective, and that you know we don't ha- we are not beholden to to the the program or anybody else, and so we can say what we want, which is the reason the Mazodcast is is, is around, is because we have an ability to to say what we want and uh, to let people know you know maybe what's going on behind closed doors that. Maybe the other press is not going to let you in on necessarily. Well, and that's uh, so why Corey Fatoni such a breath of fresh air because he, he tells it like it is. Well, yeah, you know, it's so crazy. Brennan, you know, here we are talking about Pinkle being very, you know, basically standoffish and not want to give us information. You know, Maddie Mock, I'm sure, is not going to shed much light on the situation either. Uh, the whole program seems to be want to keep people at arms arms length, and then they make Corey Fatoni available to to help individuals with their with their problems. And I think that's uh, a nice yin and yang, like you said. 
Yeah, I got to salute that. Way to go, team. Go to, way to go, program. And way to go, Corey. I mean, his, his sage wisdom at such a young age is, is really commendable. Sure. Yeah. It well, really is. Gone, is there anything else you want to get off your chest before we blow this one up? Uh, oh, I could go on and blather about this program and all the problems forever, but um, nobody wants to listen to that. Sure don't. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're going to have a bye week show for you this weekend because the fans need it, as we mentioned before. And uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming game against Mississippi State. It'll be coming on Thursday. The SEC Nation team from the SEC Network will be in Columbia, so it should be... Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't look forward to that because I feel like they're going to have no choice but to talk about Missouri. Yeah. And talking about Missouri right now is a, a fairly negative proposition. Yeah. It, it would be nice to be able to fast-forward to 2016. But, you know, David Morrison mentioned at the end of his interview, Colin, that, you know, the way things look right now, there's no they don't have a win left on the schedule. But at the same time, if they if there was some way they could work out a way to you know put a touchdown or two on the board, there's not a game they haven't been in. You know, given this defense, and they, and they could turn things around with well, yeah, just but that's some. That's what makes minor, it so frustrating. Yeah, that's true. It's like we're literally a, a, you know a handful of touchdowns away from being tied with you know or leading the SEC East. Right. You know what I mean, right. Having beaten Florida, Kentucky, Georgia. Vanderbilt. Georgia and you know just dominating this 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 conference. I think that's you know ultimately what's got everybody so frustrated is that it's it's not like we're a chasm away from being the you know relevant. We're 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 a cut hair away from being first in the league, not last. You know, right? And that cut hair is the the span of a couple touchdowns. Right. Yeah, it really is the season of the cut hair. <laughs> <It> sure is. <laughs> well, let's wrap this bad boy up and get ready for uh for. A hearty bye week. All right. All right. Well, M I Z. Z O U. Tag some sweet, sweet ass. He was crushing pussy left, right, and center. <laughs>